Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. All right, here we are, episode eight. Um, Tonight, we are drinking Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. I'm drinking strawberry. Mine is just the OG lemonade. Okay. I like these. I'm still a bigger fan of our local ciders. I think we'll just have to switch to Bishop and all, the, all of and our the locals. Yeah. I mean, this isn't horrible. I'm not against no, it. No, like it's good, but... The local stuff is just so much more flavorful. and Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Texas local ciders. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot for them to beat our local ciders. Yeah. If you're ever in Texas, drink the local ciders. Yeah, especially Ooh. Bishop. I'm going to say that oh, one more time. Oh, yeah. We just love Bishop. We do. <laughs> we do. All right. So if you listen to episode seven, which you should if you haven't, mm-hmm. Um, we thought we were going to keep it light and discuss the, <laughs> the top 12 list of something. And uh, at first glance, it seemed like it would be an easy conversation. But then as we got into it, we it was not a light podcast at all. No, we, we both, both fucking cried. We both ended up in tears. <laughs> yeah, it, which was healing and healthy, and, and, healthy yeah. and fine. But it definitely wasn't as light as we thought no. it was going to be going into it. So it struck some chords. Oh goodness! Yeah, that we didn't even see coming. No, until no, we were no, in no. the middle of our conversation, which right. was interesting. Because sometimes, you know, as we're talking about the topic before we record it, we can kind of foresee where it's going to get emotional. And I don't think we saw that at all. No, because I've been time. read through them beforehand. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, those are good. Yeah. But that's one thing that I love about this podcast. You know, we do it for. We do it for everyone that's been divorced and especially after long marriages. But the greatest benefit for you and I out of this is how therapeutic it is and how it's caused us to dig a little bit deeper and get all that poison out, even when we don't know it's poison. We don't know that it's, it's inside of us, you know, and then it all comes out and just, I feel so much better after. Mm -hmm. And I know that once I say it and I get all emotional about it, I'm like, okay, so that was nagging at me. You know, that was a problem with me, but now. But now sometimes feel, you, yeah, you don't realize it until you're, yeah. you're vocalizing it and it does sneak up on you. It's like that darkness inside of you, like that shadow work that you <clears throat> need to deal with and, and work through, but it really hit us out of nowhere in episode seven. Yeah. It completely yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> right. So episode eight will potentially not be as heavy, but we said that about the last one too, so. I'm not making any promises, damn it. Right. I don't even remember how this topic came to be, but we were discussing something and, um, and it was controversial to, to both of us. Like, is that cheating? Is that not cheating? So that led us into the whole conversation of uh, all the different scenarios that you can get into with your significant other. And especially in today's time with technology. Oh yeah. Social media. Absolutely. To use my favorite word. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's so much more of a gray area than there used to be because I mean, we're walking around with connections to anyone and everyone all the time. I don't know the percentage of the population, adult population that has smartphones, but I'm pretty sure it has to be near a hundred percent. Yeah. We're all walking around with the ability to connect with whomever we want to. At any given time. And back when we, you know, first got married, if we were worried about our significant other and cheating aspects, all of this extra stuff wasn't even factored in. No. Is he late coming home from work? You know, it was more that kind of stuff. Your typical 
signs of cheating or what, you know, right. stepping out or whatever. But Yeah, the smells like perfume, yeah. lipstick on the collar, old school kind of. Yeah. Until beepers came around. Yes. <laughs> that was the first. Yes. That was the first uh, mode of connection, yeah. I think, beyond a landline. Right, but, right. Know, as far as being able to be secretive and something that was on you. Yeah, so it's definitely navigating relationships in these days and time, especially a new relationship, is very difficult. Like, I got to hand it to, I'm, I'm going to lump us in there, but I'm going to hand it to all of us that are out there, young, old, whatever, everything in between that are having to establish these boundaries because there's so many things that need boundaries now. There are things that you don't even think about until they come up on you. And- no. Especially with all of these apps and ways to connect with people. And yeah, until you're confronted with the situation. And I know for me, at least, there's apps I don't even know mm-hmm. exist that are super secretive. And Oh, yeah. And, and disappearing messages. And, and it's not just Snapchat that has that anymore. Now there's disappearing messages on Messenger. There's disappearing messages on Instagram. There's, di- I mean, there's so many options now where you can talk to someone and then suddenly that proof is gone. That evidence is gone Mm -hmm. and your significant other will never find it. You know, it puts a huge emphasis on get to know who you're dating, get to know who you're in a relationship with, make sure you, each of you understand your boundaries and what you will tolerate and what you won't, which is a lot of what we're going to get in depth tonight is we've even discussed this whenever Cheryl and I were talking, we have different concerns and boundaries based on our own personal experiences Mm -hmm. where we see even what we're going to discuss tonight differently because of those experiences. Because we've been burned or... Yeah, or or haven't or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first one we were really discussing, and I think this is probably the gateway nowadays to cheating, is the the whole sliding into the DMs, (laughs) texting, messaging, uh, someone that... You could maybe know someone that could be from your past. It could be anyone. It could be someone you went on a date with. and then Stranger. They, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. They do that yeah. to people you don't even know. I, yeah, funny funny side note. <laughs> Uh-oh. You had someone slide into You had someone slide into our, our DMs. I had to block him, so I erased the message. But you had someone slide into our DMs on Drunk Divorce Divas on Instagram that your post from yesterday posted it and it was like basically asking for your personal Instagram wanted to get to know you and I was I was asking I was like what's your purpose of wanting her personal Instagram I said why can't you just follow her here and he's like well I just want to get to know her on a personal level I said well number one she's taken number two what are your intentions so I was trying to keep him as a follower if he Mm -hmm. was a legit follower right but because I mean he did have 2,000 followers but at the same time, like, why are you sliding into her DMs for you? And he basically, it came down to, uh, he wanted to get to know you. <laughs> uh, did he like every single Yeah, every single, yeah, spammed him. He found me. He found, okay, so so I logged into oh. our Instagram, and yeah. I saw that he liked every one of our pictures, and I thought, oh, well, that was nice. <laughs> and then I went over to my personal, and he had found me from, I'm sure, something I crossed him, yeah. and he friended me, and I deleted it. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking that for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because I, I wanted to know his intentions, and at first he was like, I just want to be her friend, and then I was like well, you can follow her on here and be mm-hmm. her friend. And he was like, well, I wanted to get to know her on a personal level. And I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah. First of all, that's my best friend. You're going to have to fucking get past me first, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's not happening. So I went straight well, into protect you mode. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> and then I blocked his ass. I would do the same for you. After I gave him the lot for it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I let loose. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I was like, first of all, that's super inappropriate. I just told you that she was in a relationship. You can see that if you truly liked all of her pictures. You can see that she's even posted about her new relationship. Right. If you listen to our podcast, you can tell that she has spoken about her new relationship. And I told you I would not link you to her personal Instagram. And yet, you still said, I want to get to know her on her personal level. So, you are done. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I love that you uh, gave him a little something to think about before yeah. you blocked him. <laughs> I was nice at first. And then when he kept going and going and going, I was like, our switch kind of flipped. And I said, okay, let's go. I appreciate that. Because there are some creepy people mm-hmm. that make these accounts on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So besides this guy, if someone of the opposite gender or same gender, depending on who you date, slides into your text messages or your DMs on whatever app and starts messaging you and you message back, is that cheating? And you're in a relationship. Yes, yes, yes. I think at first, probably those first few sentences are not, I mean, you quickly need to get to the point of, you know, hey, you, okay, hey, (laughs) how are you doing today? First of all, if their second line to you is, how are you doing today with a heart or a flower or, a, you know, some kind kissy of face. kissy face, <laughs> then you clearly no. But at that point, you need to say, oh, I'm good. Um, what's up? Like, you know, you need to keep it very dry if you're in a relationship. And that's not you being a jerk. That's you say, you know, establishing that boundary from the start. Like you, you're putting up that wall from the start that says this space right here belongs to my significant other. So what is your purpose? If it's something legit, then I've got information for you. But if it's not legit, then let's get to the point immediately. Yes, I have boundaries and we're not going down that road. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think as long as the conversation, and it could be completely innocent. Like, hey, you know, nice to reconnect. I haven't seen you since college or since we worked wherever. And what have you been up to? And it could be a, right. just an innocent conversation. But then, you know, it would be obvious, I would think, if it were going to turn the other way. Yeah, it it would. I mean, if it's someone from your past, they slide in, and hey, what's up? Then, I mean, I have people from my high school. I have ex-boyfriends from my high school that follow me on my social media, and I follow them. And they have beautiful families, and I comment about their families. I don't private message them just because I'm a I know my boundaries, and that's why I'm super respectful mm-hmm. of that. Right. Um, so I don't private message them unless, you know, it, there is a, an exact need for it. But at the same time, if one of those guys ever crossed any kind of boundary, I would delete them from my social media. just because. And I have. Oh, yeah. Number one, I wasn't hot enough for you to like me in high school, so don't slide in my DMs because <laughs> I still look good in my 40s. Right, right. Because you don't know, but <laughs> if you, it's such a fine line. Like if you're just truly trying to reconnect, then good. Right. But eventually they'll show exactly what their intentions are. Right. And that's when you have to shut it down. If you're respectful of your significant other and you truly love that person, it's your responsibility to shut it down and for them not to ever have to right. step in. No, I completely that's, agree with okay. you. Okay. 100% on that. And then at that point, as a personal courtesy, I would then tell my significant other, like, yeah, this yeah. just happened. Not because he doesn't trust me, not because I had any 
intentions of taking anything anywhere, but just to be like, hey, this happened. Right. It, openness. Right. Openness. Communication. My partner and I, we literally do that. You know, hey, so-and-so texted me today or hey, so-and-so messaged me today. Now, I have had situations in the past where messages and text messages were deleted after conversations went on. And that's when you start getting into that gray area. Yeah. That talking about. Yeah. Or I can tell when I look at a text message, I can tell when certain text messages Ooh. are deleted and there's gaps and spaces. No flow in the conversation. Yeah. And then now I'm wondering, okay, there was something missing there because I can tell. So at that point, yeah, it's cheating. Even if it's not, why are you hiding things? Right. There's a reason behind the hiding. And that to me is the precursor for cheating. I completely agree. I think as soon as it starts becoming secretive and things are getting deleted and you're not allowed to see things, then then there's a problem. Then there's obviously some sort of emotion tied into that. Mm-hmm. Or it would just be like, hey, look, yeah. so-and-so said. So, yeah, I, I agree. Then it is a problem. Now, I, I do have this because we're still talking about this subject and, and you may disagree with me. I don't know, but there's also that it's, it's innocent and, it, but it goes on and on and on. And y'all are having conversations, not on Facebook and not on Instagram for everyone to see, including your significant other, but the conversation is going on for days, weeks, months, and it's daily and it's constant and it's stuff that easily could be talked about, but you're having legit full conversations with this one person of the opposite sex on and on and on and on again, there's a time and the significant other doesn't know to me, there's a time when that that's a, to me, that's a fuzzy line because you're developing a relationship with that person, mm-hmm. not necessarily sexual, but now it's emotional. And to me, that opens up too many doors where you're just continuing to talk and you're continuing to further that relationship on. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, mm-mm. Yeah, that's a tight rope right there. It is. It is. And I completely understand because I have been in that situation with my ex-husband and it should have sent up red flags, <laughs> but I trusted mm-hmm. and then it bit me in the ass. Yeah. However, I feel like I feel like my stance on that has changed now because I do have good friends of the opposite sex and yeah. we carry on conversations. But at any mm-hmm. given time, I would show my boyfriend the conversation. Right. You know, it, like, it, they're not friends that would ever take anything to an inappropriate level. Right. But I, I think if it's secretive and going on and on, then I can see it becoming a problem. Yeah. Or if it's affecting communication in the relationship, like, if he's telling her more than he's telling me, yeah, that's when I have a problem with. Like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be your number one. I'm supposed to be your best friend. I'm supposed to have these conversations with you. Why are you off telling this other person? Right. Then, yes, then I have a problem with it. If if it's something that I feel like should be between us. I agree. Yeah. And if it's it, just like, hey, you know, is your kid feeling better? Right. Like, general conversation. General. Like that, I don't have an issue. But if it's deep emotional stuff that is being shared with someone else instead of them instead of with me, then yeah, that would hurt my feelings for sure. In past experiences, I've had situations where we were apart and I would send my significant other the a text or whatever, a meme or, you know, something cute. And, mm-hmm. and the answer was like, ha ha ha. And, you know, and, and we, but it was like real quick, you know, just a response. Cause I would know they were at work or whatever. Right. 
and then later would find out that they had spent the whole day going on and on and on with someone of the opposite sex. The response to me was short, but spent the whole day texting and messaging or whatever this person. And it's like, okay, to me, that's uneven. Like if you're spending more time talking and messaging with someone of the opposite sex, Uh then you and I have a problem and... I know my boundaries, and this relationship is going to fail. Oh, definitely. And I'm going to be the one that's going to fucking cut it off. Yep. Because I put you first in everything. I expect the same. And if you can't deliver that, then you're not the one for me. Right. There's probably someone out there that would be okay with that. And they can go find that person. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's people out there that are okay with open relationships and I 100% respect that, but it's not for me. So make sure that you, especially in the beginning, that you understand each other's boundaries and what you will allow and what you won't. Because this new shit right here is a killer. Oh, it is. And it's important to talk about because I would be interested to see studies about how how many relationships come to an end because of something that has to do with social media Mm -hmm. or texting, messaging, something phone related. Can you imagine? It has to be a huge percentage. Oh, huge percentage. Right. I mean, already the marriage rate is, you know, for for decades has been suffering. Right. You know, the success rate. And then now you add in all this. Well, no wonder marriages can't stay together, you know? Right. And everyone's going to go, oh, don't blame social media, blah, blah, blah. For And you're right to an extent. Correct. But we're also making it easier to seek emotional support elsewhere. Instead of working on your shit at home. Yeah, exactly. Instead of work, there's too many escapes now. There's too many avenues for you to avoid what's going on at home. Buckle down, fix your shit, Mm -hmm. you know, dig in deep, fix what's broken with the one you love Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, putting your emotions on someone else or seeking, uh, seeking asylum with, you know, someone else. Right. Assuming the grass is greener. Yeah. Instead of sticking around to water your own grass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Until you get in a relationship with that person and then it's the same problems all over again. Right. And maybe even worse. Very possible. Sometimes there's fire ants in that grass. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't turn green at all. (laughs) (laughs) Your ass is going to get stung. So we, uh, so we kind of morphed into the next one we were talking about naturally, but to be more specific, so we talk about texting and messaging, but what about social media in general, like Instagram accounts, Snapchat accounts? Is it cheating to continue to follow ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, not necessarily interacting with them, you know, in private conversations, but just to be scrolling through their accounts or hot people, you know, <laughs> you follow all these hot people. Is it okay to continue to follow You mean like 90% them? of the girls on Instagram? <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but I'm like making a really annoyed face annoyed. Yeah, Yeah. we need a name for that. We do. (laughs) We'll we'll put it on Instagram because she does it really well. It's very tough. (laughs) Woman is annoyed. So annoyed. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of answers to this and and everyone's going to have a different answer because the answer to this depends on the individual. Correct. Number one. But it also, it lies in your intentions. What is your intention for keeping these exes? Okay. If we're just talking about the exes, what is your intention of keeping these exes on your social media? Mm -hmm. Now, my boyfriend knows that I have guys from high school that are on my Facebook that we've reconnected that I've dated Mm -hmm. or were my boyfriends or whatever. But at the same time, I'm the type of person that every boyfriend that I have, ex-boyfriend that I have on Facebook, 
I also friend their wife. That's smart. Because it's respectful. Right. My high school boyfriend that I was madly in love with, and I thought we were going to get married, and I'm still best friends with his mom. I'm, I have his mom. I have his, his sister. I have him, but also have his wife. On Facebook. Oh, that's really smart. So I'm still still in with the family, Mm -hmm. but I am very respectful of his wife, and I love her. Her son's about to go into the army, and my son just went into the air force, and so we're actually on that last post. We're actually, you know, I'm giving her advice, and we're talking to each other. And she would have every right to be jealous of me if I if she and I both didn't put up this, you know, effort to say, look, I love all of y'all. You know, period. And and I think the world and all of him and still do to this day. So there is absolutely nothing. So And, I, and then everybody knows that it's on the up <clears> and up <throat> and you're just being a normal adult. Right. Which some people can be. Yes. And hopefully most people can be. But experience has taught me different. I know. I know. And it's disappointing how many people you find out that give in to those temptations of the ease of, of social media. But they give in to the ease of social media because it is easy. I think you nailed it. The ease of social media. It is. It is. You're right. And I think ultimately it all just boils down to your communication and have you put your boundaries out there. Like, this is okay. This is not okay. And if you have and they're being broken, then they're going to find a way to break them no matter what. Yeah. Whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, because it's easy. Right. You're you're going to get rid of, you're going to have that fight. You're going to get rid of one thing, but then there's 47 other things. Right. That, I mean, are you going to drive yourself batshit crazy going through each one? Until finally you realize that this it's the character of the person yeah. you're with, not the app. <laughs> <clears throat> this is not getting fixed. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of times you can't fix character. Right. You just can't. So the other part of that, I've done this where I've seen some of the people that I follow, you know, like my friends and their husbands. I've also followed their husbands or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've, because there's always suggestions or whatever you know, on Instagram or Facebook. Right. And it'll, right under the suggestions, it'll say who follows them. It'll say, you know, mutual friends or who fo- who else follows them. Mm-hmm. And it's like really like hot chicks or, you know, Instagram has a lot of, Instagram has a lot of booty. Yeah. And boobies. Yeah. A lot. Lots and hot girls that haven't had children and don't have stretch marks and. And put them out there. Yeah. And, po- and, and good for you. Like we went to tight ends. We're very supportive of that. I was a stripper in, you know, college. Like I'm, I'm not here to bash that type of lifestyle because I'd be a fucking hypocrite. However, if your man and you look at his followers and it's nothing but, you know, I'd say 50% of it or more is just these hot chicks on Instagram. Why? To me, why? Right. Why, why, why are you looking at that? You know, I you, you want to see an ass? I got one for you. Right. You know, you, you, do you want to... Is mine not good enough? Yeah. Is that why? Right. I, I and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, so I'm only talking about Instagram, but it, are you wanting something to help you in a certain moment <laughs> that is private self-pleasure? Uh-huh. That's fine, too, because I'm not always there, and I don't mind that you do self-pleasing every once in a while. You know, have at it. Right. I do it, too. But if you're looking for that, then let's look at something that is more on the porn side and that's just my preference like I have an issue with you following nothing but hot chicks on Instagram I can see that I mean if that's the majority of the following then that what does it say about your where your character in your head is right 
Right. I can't live fucking lived up to that. So right, and we and as females, I think we have all those societal pressures anyway, and so we're constantly wondering, mm-hmm. are we enough? And then to have that, mm-hmm. like, okay, am I? I don't am look I like that. Enough? So yeah, yeah, am I? And then you start getting in your head, am I not enough? And you know, right. But and and some would say, well, that's your own insecurities. But that's why it's important to have that conversation right. because I do have certain insecurities. I have had three kids. You know, I have been sixty five pounds heavier and, and lost it. So I don't look like some of those girls. Right. So if you, those are the type of girls that you're following, are those the type of girls that you're wanting? Because I can't live up to that. Right. And so, yeah, that is my insecurity, but it's also my boundary. And, and I'm, right. I'm not going to have someone say, well, that's your own insecurities because that's you telling me that I'm not allowed to feel that way. And by God, as a woman, I'm allowed to feel that way. But if you're, in my opinion, <laughs> if you're with the right person, then they understand that that's an insecurity of yours and they do what they have to do to rectify that. Keyword, right person. Right, key, exactly. Key phrase. <laughs> Keywords, phrases. Might have had a minute, too many. <laughs> right, so I feel like if you say, this is a problem for me and this is why, it's just compromised, right? Then they say, okay, well, can I follow a couple because... It's visually pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, but maybe not 500 of them. Yeah. Like, there, there can be a middle ground there, I feel like. But let's have that conversation. Yeah, but you should be secure enough and trust your relationship enough to be able to say, hey, I don't like this. Right. What can we do about it? Right, right. Then if it's, well, I like this or I like that, then there should also be that conversation so that I can know. Because I also want to please my man. Right. And I know there's women out there that want to please, you know, their men and vice versa. But if we have those conversations, then we can also adjust, you know, maybe you want me to wear the short shorts. Maybe you want me to, you know, drop something in the kitchen and bend over and pick it up and not, <laughs> and not have something on underneath my dress. You know, that type right. of thing. And I can do that. And guess what? I'm real. I'm attainable. I'm here. And so speaking of real, what about those uh, those real people that our significant others have relationships with every day? So people at work, if you work with someone of the opposite gender, how close can you get with them? How good of friends can you be with them before it becomes problematic? To me, again, fine line, but to me, I don't see a problem with being friends with them. It's Mm -hmm. number one, do you set yourself up for, you know, do you allow yourself to be put in situations where it's just you each other, you know, one-on-one a lot, you know, like there's so many, there's so many facets to this answer because are you constantly paired up with them? Are you, you know, is that the person that you go to lunch with? Like, is it a Jim and Pam sort of relationship where you know there's that underlying chemistry? Exactly. Office reference if you don't watch The Office. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be respectful, again, of your significant other at home. Right. So to me... Here's my here's my line with this, and everyone's gonna be different, but here's my line with this. Number one, don't be paired up with the opposite sex. There's there's no reason on earth someone you work with, a coworker, there's there's male coworkers, like there's there's other coworkers there. There's not a reason why you need to be constantly with that person, you know, an opposite sex that you think I would have an issue with. Because by this time you should know me. Right. You know what I mean, you should know me, you should know my boundaries, you should all of that, my insecurities, whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't set yourself up to even potentially build an emotional relationship or, you know, 
set yourself up for boundaries to be crossed right. on accident, even if they are on accident. Like you just have to avoid that situation and you have to be smart enough and secure, like in that relationship enough that you don't put yourself in those positions. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's a very definite chemistry that you can feel with someone. I have friends of the opposite sex that we are just friends. We would always be just friends, even if we were in some sort of you know situation where it was just the two of us, like nothing would happen because right. there's just not that emotion that goes with it. <clears throat> if there's someone that I work with that I would feel that connection with, then I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't put myself in that situation where we're going out to lunch or we're, you know, talking about deep emotional stuff that we shouldn't be, it it can open up a a potential dangerous door, I think. Right. No, I fully agree. For me, don't share our problems with the opposite sex, like at at all. You, you don't need to be texting with your coworker constantly. No, you don't need to be pairing up with them constantly. And you damn sure don't need to be sharing our issues or things like that constantly because first of all, I'm a woman and I'm going to be so blunt right now. I'm a woman. I know my gender. I I know females and uh, anyone can say what they want to say. But I also know that when we see an opportunity or a hole, we'll slide right in. There are definitely some of us that will take we like to that advantage. Yeah, we yeah. like to pretend that we're we're the that innocent, you know, oh, we're women and we're always the one that's hurt and we're always the one that's the victim. But I'm going to stick up for men right here because we give them a huge rap to say they're the cheaters, they're this, they're that. I've been in I've I've now been in a relationship for 6 years and you don't know how many women know that I'm in this relationship and still make the effort. Wow. It, it's so funny cuz we were talking about how the difference between guys and girls. So with me, as soon as I'm single, bombarded, sliding into my DMs, like talking to me, texting me out of nowhere, hitting on me here, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. As soon as they, I'm at, like in a relationship, disappear. I get nothing. When he's single, nothing. Interesting. As soon as, because we've been broken up before, as soon uh-huh. as we're back together, constant, constant texts, constant Snapchats, constant Instagrams, constant... Like, yeah, I I do feel like there's that type of woman who gets their ego fed by that sort of challenge. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And, and then uh, and there's a few of them. uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's probably more than a few for sure. I I would hope that there's still. Well, not that I would hope. I know there are still women out there who are stand up women and who follow girl code and all that. But there's definitely a decent amount of them that just like that challenge it's it's not even necessarily that they're that interested in your significant other it's the chase the challenge can I do this sort of thing yeah and that was the you know one of the things that I've spoken to with both my significant others both present and past is that when you when you open up our home life and our problems and our issues and you share that with someone of the opposite sex if it's the wrong kind of person, because you don't know, they're going to be super sympathetic and they're going to be there for you. And, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe that's going on and I feel so bad. And then next thing you know, she's giving you more, you know, more comfort than I am at home. 
and she's slowly getting more of a hold and more of a hold and more of a hold. Mm-hmm. That's not okay with me. No, no, no. That's you do ex- not get to discuss our home problems with someone of right. the opposite sex. No, I, I and agree I would, with that one. I'll pay you the same respect. Right. Like my go-to, if I'm going to discuss issues that you and I, that he and I have, I'm going to go to you. Right. I'm not going to go to my guy friends. No. No. And that's exactly the same with me. And I would not want my boyfriend to go to females. Yeah. Uh, that are friends. His mama and his sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. I, no, I get that. And that's actually my ex-husband cheated on me in that exact situation. A work friend who he started telling problems to. And then lo and behold, she opened up. And then that emotional connection <laughs> just started and oh what was me and then mm-hmm. oh we're comforting each other and then, and then oh I wish I was with you instead and yep yeah and then something broke at her house and he had to go fix it because they had become friends and yeah yeah and and it's holy just, shit it's easy for you know it's easy for that to start I, I think that's where you have to ha- know yourself well enough to be like okay well this is about to happen, am, mm-hmm. am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? And if you just don't put yourself in that situation to begin with, it's a lot easier to avoid. Yes. It, and so so often they say, you know, well, it's not like that. You know, we're just friends. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a tell as old as time. The, we're just friends. Right. Very few. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what the ratio. I would love to know what the stats are. But a lot of the stats with cheating is starts out as we're just friends. And then it develops into how many times have you heard? Well, it was, it started as an emotional relationship and then it grew and then, well, yeah, no shit. Because we've literally had so many examples over decades and generations. Some of the old classic movies in black and white have exactly this. Like it's not anything new. It's not, it's not like we're suddenly learning this. Oh, discovery. If you become, you know, good friends with the opposite sex and there's an interest there, it might develop into something. No fucking shit. (laughs) Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. So don't put yourself in that position. And that is a boundary that you cannot cross with me. No. You can't. No, and I I say the same thing. And I'm sure that that boundary is partially because I was burned with that in my marriage. Mm -hmm. But also, I I just truly do believe that. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that a couple needs to have their their conversations together about things that are going on. Yeah. Not that you don't go out and ask people for advice, but like you said, yeah. you do that with your best friends of, yeah. of the same gender. And I, I know there's people out there that have really good friends of the opposite sex and I do too, but same, but I don't go to them for my relationship advice. Yeah. And if I do, then I'm a hypocrite and I'm, Doing the exact same thing that I don't want him to do. Right, exactly. And and I wouldn't do that. Like, I've had it done to me. You've had it done to you. We've seen it over generations. Like, don't put your... It all boils down to don't put yourself in a situation where that possibility could happen. Mm -hmm. Just, it's that simple. Like, if you have an attraction... And I think having an attraction is subjective, too, because you may not be attracted to that person. I have had work friends where I'm not physically attracted to them, 
But over time and talking to them, I've noticed that the intellectual and the how comical they are and, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've seen that kind of thing where I normally would not be attracted to this person, but I am because we've had deep conversations and now I'm intellectually attracted to them. And now, I'm, yeah. you know, so even then you have to be careful because you may not physically be attracted, but next thing you know, you're getting close to them and you realize right. that. Hey, this isn't someone I would normally be attracted to, but I am now. Exactly, and, and that's even and not to. Well, I am going to classify it. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say not to classify cheating, but I'm going to do exactly that. I think that's even a worse kind of cheating to yes. find out about because that emotional connection that you know they formed, and there is a connection, obviously, if it's just a sexual relationship, but it's it's different. It's different to know that, okay, they met in a hotel room and they did their thing and that hurts, obviously. But then to know that this other woman or man, whoever it might be, knows all about me and our relationship and our problems and has been consoling my husband or whoever it might be, you know, that that's a different kind of pain even. Yeah. I think. So yeah, those are super dangerous. Oh, those are, yeah, that's cheating is painful period. Right. But to know that you were emotionally connected to that person and and sharing things when your significant other was at home, wishing and and begging from the depths of their soul Mm -hmm. that you had that connection with them, that's that's rough. Oh, yeah. That's rough. It is. And that causes damage that is very hard to overcome. Oof. And very hard to heal. Yeah. And very hard. that That distrust or whatever, that goes with you into your next relationship and you don't want it to. Right. But it naturally follows you. Right. Even if you set that boundary and you end that relationship with someone who cheats, because some people do stay together after that type of cheating. I forgave my ex-husband for whatever reason. I've taken mine back after cheating. Yeah. Previous relationships. and Right. Even if you end it though, I think like you said, it it just stays with you because that's a hit to your to your self-esteem and that takes a lot of work to to get past like you know why why me what did I do wrong you know what was my role in that when ultimately it's the character of the person you were with because we didn't do anything wrong but it's hard in the moment to understand that you know oh extremely hard yeah because we're we're always we always beat ourselves up and we're always hard on ourselves when it comes to things like that. Right. Like we, we just cheating is, is a different kind of, of pain and hurt. Like leaving is one thing, mm-hmm. but that betrayal from cheating makes you question yourself in ways that you never possibly thought you could question yourself. Right. Whether it's insecurities that you didn't even know you had start to come out. Oh, if that's not the truth, I think that's where the insecurities are built. Yeah. And you know, until a situation like that happens, it, you don't realize it, but then when something like that happens, then you just sit there and think, what if I had done this differently? Or did I not look right? Or did I not act right? Or should I be thinner? Or should I be funnier? Or should I, I mean, should what I, different in the bedroom? Should I, was I not enough here? Was I not? Right. Yeah. And then you just start picking away at yourself. And in my case, I don't know about anyone else. I, I would wonder actually how often this is, but like, I, I never got an answer to that. No, I just, you know, found out about the cheating and was more of a don't let it happen again. And okay, I won't. And that was the end of it. But I, I never got an answer to like, why? Yeah. And so it continued to eat at my self-worth for, I don't even know how many years, forever. Yeah. And 
it's a double whammy when, number one, they've hurt you from the cheating and betrayed you Mm -hmm. from the depths of your soul. But now you're also hurting yourself with all the nitpicking and picking yourself apart and your mind going crazy and thinking about things that you never thought about before. And right. Now you're you're self-sabotaging as well. So you're hurting yourself. They're hurting you. That's a hard, deep hole to climb out of. Oh, my gosh. It is. And and then the whole trust issue on top of that. Yeah. Just, you know, wondering if you'll ever be able to trust anyone ever again. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's just a tornado of horrible emotions. And I'm going to put this out there before we move on, on to the next one, but... When a lot of times in those situations, when you're, when you're cheated on and you're at the bottom, and I know that this isn't going to help you when you're at the bottom, but hopefully eventually we all come to understand this and, and someone in your life tells you this, or you hear this and understand it. The person that hurt you was not a fucking saint. They weren't perfect. And they may, may not have even been enough for you. That's the kicker. Right. Is they make you feel like not enough. But what about their downfalls that you've overlooked? What about their shitty attitude or things that drive you insane that you've overlooked because you love them so much? Mm -hmm. They're not perfect. And even more so now that they're a cheater. Right. So I really hope that in those, those moments that we remember that this is coming from someone who is just as imperfect as you are. Or more so. Or more so. Or more so. Or more so. Yes. And, and that is something that if I compare who I was when I dealt with my ex-husband's cheating and who I am now, I can see such a difference because I totally felt like that. I felt like, you know, he he didn't deserve the blame necessarily because I obviously did something wrong to make him want to look outside of the house for emotional connection, sexual connection, whatever it was. I took so much of that hit, like wondering what I did wrong, that it didn't. Yes, I knew he was wrong, but I didn't hold him as responsible Mm -hmm. as I should have Mm -hmm. because I was so distraught trying to figure out what I needed to do differently. And what you did wrong. And what I did wrong. But now, like I can say with confidence, if I were cheated on, I would just end the relationship and be done with it. Yeah. And take the heartbreak But I now know that I don't deserve that and that I don't want to be with someone who would do that to me. I will not accept that. No. That is a hard limit right there for me. Yeah. Hard limit. Yeah. And and I could not have said that with conviction before because I think I was weaker. But now I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like, you know, why are you checking your phone? Is that her? Is that someone why are you disappearing for long periods of time? <laughs> Why are you in the bathroom for an hour and a half? What, you know, what are you doing right now? Like, I don't want to have that distrust ever again in my life. And no, it, it's so peaceful to just be in a trusting relationship where there's no secrets, no issues. And I don't want to remember what it feels like to not have that. No, I don't want to ever go back to that. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm with you. There was a time where, you know, I have forgiven and I have, we've worked through it. And, but nowadays, no, yeah, no, you do. You get to that point where you're like, no, this will never happen. No, to again. because I, even when we were working through it, I was still beating myself up and I still wondered and you picture them together in your head mm-hmm. and you get physically ill thinking he's doing the things to her that he did to me in right. our most intimate loving moments. And 
it, it's disgusting. And, yeah. and like, God, the feeling that you get inside is just gut wrenching and heart wrenching. And physically, I just want to throw up yeah. when I think about those, those moments. And if someone's going to do that to me and make me feel that way, then that someone does not belong in my life. I will cry because, yeah, it's going to suck when we break up. Right. But at the same time, I don't ever, I'm like you, I don't ever want to feel like that again. Mm -hmm. And you are not worthy of me if you're going to make me feel like that. Well, yeah, we've done too much work on ourselves, on our inner peace, on getting ourselves to a place where we overcame what we did. Uh, We're not going back there. No. Ever. And it's a refreshing feeling to have that confidence. Oh. You know, to know that I'm moving away from that, like we've talked about in past episodes, that uh he chose me mentality. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I'm able to say, This is who I am, this is what I can bring to the table, this is what I deserve. Show up or <laughs> yeah. get out. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't want to live without you, but if you fucking make me, I'm going to be okay. Right. I'm not going to be this, you know, distraught, broken person. Not again. No. (laughs) No. Hell no. No. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So this one's a little bit lighter than the the work relationship thing, (laughs) I, I, I think. But it could also be a serious issue for some people. We've talked about social media and like Instagram, Snapchat and that kind of thing and messaging. But what about the sites that you pay for sexual things like OnlyFans or if you pay for porn is paying someone of the opposite gender to look at them cheating again the do I know you know what I mean like do I know that you're paying for it and I'm okay with it have we discussed it because it's my money too like are we and I realize that some people have separate bank accounts whatever I'm just going on my experience right right do I know about it have I I don't want to say approved it but <laughs> That, yeah. that was by the stamping of approval noise. <laughs> it, it was. I know this is a podcast. Apparently, can't see it. Um, but have have I approved it? Have we discussed it? And that's porn in general. Like there are some women and there are some men that they don't like porn. Right. So me personally, there was a time where porn was an issue because porn was the go-to rather than the sexual encounter in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Rather than the actual person there. And so if I'm coming second to porn, Mm -hmm. then we got a problem. Right. Um, If you, if I'm busy or, you know, it's that time of month, then yeah. I mean, if you want to look at porn and we discussed it and you want to do your thing and do your thing. But there was a time where I wasn't okay with porn. Mm -hmm. I've since then grew within myself and I've healed a lot and I've come to an understanding and my significant other and I have talked about those things now where I'm okay with certain porn. Am I okay with him paying for OnlyFans? Hell to the no. Okay. But we've talked about that. I'm glad you differentiated because I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Because those are two different things to me. Well, number one, not only is OnlyFans paying, but number one, she may be... Two streets over. Right. That's a problem. Yeah. I actually know some people who have OnlyFans accounts. Right. And they are very close to my circle. So at that point, no. Right. <laughs> well, then it's like a... Okay, so I've, I've, as you know, just recently found out about OnlyFans. So I'm not really familiar with it. But is it set up geographically? Um. No, you can, you can find... 
you can just search and find whatever you want. Like it doesn't. But you could potentially be subscribing or whatever you call it on there to people near you. Let's say hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, I had a friend who had an OnlyFans account, and no one in my family knew about it. Some guy in my family could accidentally come across her OnlyFans. Got you, got you. Top thing. Yeah. Um, and I know very little about it, except, I mean, you can stumble across someone you know. Right. You know, recognize them or whatever. It depends on what you're searching for and yeah. what pops up. And I don't know. But the point is, is that I don't want... It's not like a porn star where, you know, they... Where someone's shooting a video. Yeah, right. it's a production company and, you know, it, they do it for a living. And, yeah. Which I OnlyFans is for a living, too. I'm not saying that. Do not come at me. But it's it's not the girl next door. It's not... Okay, I'm going to be honest. There's a shit ton of college girls that have OnlyFans and their parents don't know. Yeah, that's Just, how I found out about it this summer. Yeah. I, I had never heard of it. Yeah. That whenever I was going through college, we were strippers. <laughs> We, we were, did, we did OnlyFans Live. <laughs> we did OnlyFans Live. We worked at strip clubs behind our parents' back. And, you know, we're paying our way through college. That That's a thing. That's a stereotype because it's a thing. It's a real stereotype. <laughs> Whatever. It had nothing to do with the $3,000 a week that you made. But <laughs> that's the new go-to for college girls, you know, because the money's there and they don't have to go to bars and, you know, they don't have to work for hours in that bar. They have their time of day that they're on camera and yeah. it just, it's a lot easier. And again, not judging them because I you have, I have worked in that industry. So yeah, you do you fully supportive of whatever, but I'm also going to have the talk with my man about what I support. I don't want my man supporting you. There. Yeah. He's taken. (laughs) Yeah. My money is not going for him to watch you. Right, right, right. Yeah. And especially with, you know, with OnlyFans, you definitely have more of an opportunity to have an attainable. It's not just famous people on there, you know. Right, right. Girls at my local college that are on there. So you can't. No, yeah, no, not I, in a relationship with me. No, no, <laughs> no OnlyFans is a big, big no to me too. Yeah, and, and how do you feel about porn? No, I, I feel the same as you. As long as I know about it and it's open communication, it's not something that it. For me, it's more about the trust issue. Like, are you trying to hide something? From yeah, me? why because are you hiding then, it? Yeah, because then I feel like it's a trust issue, and you don't want to have trust issues, right? For anything in a relationship. So I feel like as long as there's open communication, that's the thing for me. Yeah. Like, watch it all you want. I don't care. Yeah. Show yeah. me what you're watching. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have preferences too, by the way. <laughs> what category do you search? <laughs> exactly. Right. But but don't, it, it's the secretive stuff. Yeah. Because then it just makes me feel like, well, if that's secretive, what else is secretive? Mm-hmm. And then it just goes back to the trust, you know? It, yeah. It's that if trust is everything yes. in a relationship. Everything. Yes. Just tell me. And then we're cool. Yeah, exa- exactly. Let's have that conversation. And if we find out we're not compatible in that, I hope I'm talking to my, my kids about this enough because no one talked to me about it. Because as we discussed in previous podcasts, I come from a very prude background. Yeah. You should be having these conversations before... You're saying I love you and you're in too deep. Like, you should be having these conversations where you're dating and getting to know each other. Do you, you know, I, it, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I don't care. Do you watch porn? 
do you, you know, and, and what purpose do you watch it for? Like, are, how often do you watch it? Like, right. are you okay watching it with, you know, with your significant other? If you were in a relationship, you need to be having those conversations. Do you pay for OnlyFans? Have you ever, you know, have you ever been to a strip club? Understand where, where their, you know, interests and boundaries are. Right. And let them understand where yours are. So maybe you aren't compatible, but now you know this before you're saying I love you exactly. and you're, you've been together five years. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to figure out each other's boundaries, I think, quickly. Yeah. Otherwise, anyone can make the, the honeymoon period of a relationship prolonged and, you know, everything's rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. But you have to, if you want, I guess it's more of what you're looking for. If you're just looking for someone to buy time with, then yeah, just talk about rainbows and unicorns yeah. and go out to dinner and to the movies and whatever you do. But if you're looking for a serious relationship, then eventually you have to start having those conversations. And like you said, why wait until you're five years down the road to find out you're not compatible in something super important exactly. when you could have just talked about it at the beginning. And Exactly. But I was, you know, I was raised to not talk about those things. Right, right. You know, my husband and I, 20 years, we never talked about porn. I I was a, didn't even dare ask him because I just assumed he didn't watch it. Well, yeah, because you guys both came from yeah, Mormon strict background, Mormon so. background. Yeah. yeah. So it was very shocking to me when I found out that he did. And I felt very betrayed because hmm. he hid it from me. Right. But he hid it from me because we never had that conversation because his parents and my parents didn't beat it into us practically that, no, those are taboo things. And, right. you know, you don't talk about them. Yeah. You don't yeah. share that you do that. Yeah. The way the the way the way LDS religion ruined my sex life is for another podcast, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a very interesting podcast. Yeah. You can't. You, yeah. You can't go from a stripper to a. <laughs> well, you can. To a prude. You prude can. Just I mean, not you can. Happily. I did. But, yeah. No, but I, I think we pretty much agree on that on this topic for sure yeah definitely so uh i I think we both agree on this one too i don't know if you have ex-boyfriends or people that maybe you've gone out with once or twice but they're still on your social media keeping in touch with those people people that for whatever reason in your past have been more than a friend yeah i again it depends but i'm okay with it here's how i approach it when i do have some ex boyfriends on my social media but i'm also friends with their sister their new wife or you know i i friend their families too or their wife for sure Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i don't want that i don't ever want that argument to be had on their end and any suspicion of me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're going to come into my life, I'm going to see who your wife is and I'm going to friend her as well so that we can, you know, I, I make sure that I, I keep it very open mm-hmm. and I'm not going to divulge, you know, my relationship with, you know, talk about our, it's like the coworker thing. I'm not going to talk about my, my relationship mm-hmm. and all of that to you. Um, I have had exes that, friended me and I was like oh my gosh I haven't seen them since high school you know we dated in high school for a while and instantly as soon as the friend request went through slid right into my DMs oh yeah no you know, thanks that, yeah <laughs> and I'm like okay so now I, I understand when literally you see my profile and you see that I'm in a healthy happy relationship so 
you're not the kind of person I want in my life anyway. You know, some guys like that challenge too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It doesn't just go for girls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm okay with it. But where are you hiding it? Are you divulging? Are you sharing our relationship with them? You know, our, again, our issues, our problems. What is the purpose of that? Are you just checking in on a high school? Right. Ex? Like, yeah, I mean, who cares? But are you going through and liking every picture from way back? And are you scoping out? And suddenly she sees on her end, you know, you're spamming the hell out of her Instagram. You know, you've liked every bikini pic she's ever had of, <laughs> then yeah, we got a problem. Yeah. And I feel the same, exactly the same. If it's just, you know, someone that you dated way back when and they're like, hey, how you doing? And it's just innocently seeing how each other's yeah. doing, then I don't have a problem with that at all. I just have a problem if it's if it becomes flirtatious or mm-hmm. if it becomes obvious that there's there's a certain intention with yeah. the line of questioning, then I have a problem with it and I will block people. Yeah. Yeah, for for like exes from my past past. But if I if it's someone like I recently went out to dinner once or twice with and there just was no connection or anything, I think I'd probably unfriend them. There's no, yeah, there's I not just a don't reason. have a reason to yeah. No. And you know, I've had I've even had people that I didn't ha- have a relationship with but we're friends with us, you know, maybe we met them through hockey or maybe we met them, you know, and they are friends with him and then suddenly end up, you know, friending me. And I think, oh, so-and-so, you know, Mm -hmm. we played against him or he may have played on our team or, you know, whatever. And the next thing you know, every picture of me is liked and I'm getting spammed. And I'm like, okay, like you're literally friends with him. Wow. You're friends with my, you know, my significant other. Why are you doing this? And yeah, I, I have an issue with that. I have an issue with if you start spamming me and you start going through all of my pictures and you're only liking the ones where I'm right. out and dressed to the nines or I'm in a bikini or I'm and you're not liking our couple pictures, then right. yeah, I, I clearly know your character and I know what type of person you are and you're done. Right. And I will tell I instantly every single time tell him which i think is so important yeah the person i'm with now does that but my ex never ever told me when his ex-girlfriends would or or current (laughs) you know would would contact him obviously not the currents but that but the exes would message him and he would never mention it but my boyfriend now does every time Mm -hmm. tells me shows me that's healthy right because you don't have anything to hide exactly and it's refreshing. It's refreshing to to have that level of trust, which is goes full circle back to why I will never be in a relationship without it again. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so... Freeing. Yes. Yes. Freeing is a beautiful word for it. There's enough stresses in a relationship, especially new relationships or building relationships, or even, I'm not even going to stop there, maintaining a relationship, even a long relationship. Yeah. Maintaining it and keeping it fresh and, you know sexually and emotionally and intellectually there's enough stresses that go into that Mm -hmm. that you don't want to have to do it with also having secrets and worries and mistrust and like it's just yeah it's just not healthy and the longer I get into a healthy relationship the more I realize how amazing and refreshing it is Mm -hmm. to not have those feelings of mistrust and just the sadness that goes along with that sort of relationship. You know, it's like a whole, it's just a whole different world. <clears throat> but do you ever look back on yourself in, in those previous relationships and think, God, I was so freaking sad. 
Oh my gosh. All the time. All the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Do you? Yeah. I look back and just think, God, like I feel sorry for the past me. I wish I had this confidence. Right. You know, back then, because yeah. I'd have been like, look, you son of a bitch. Like, I don't think I either would have saved my marriage because again, it depended on him. Right. But I either would have done things differently to where I saved my marriage and it, it didn't end like it did or, or I would have ended it sooner because I went a long time just being sad. Yeah. And, and accepting that that was my fate and that's not my fucking fate right and that that's spot on that's exactly what i felt like for so long like that was just that was my life that was where i was gonna live and that pretty miserable but look at my nice house and Mm -hmm. beautiful perfect family and you know and I could put the persona onto the outside world. You know, I'm sad and behind the scenes, but I can put the persona yeah. on. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much I was missing. And I think that's what kept me in it for way longer than I should have been in it is that I had become so used to that level of living, that level of unhappiness that I forgot what it was like to feel like this, to yeah. feel happy, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely look back at who I was and think, wow. I recently just had this conversation with my boyfriend and I told him, because we were both talking about how we've changed over Mm -hmm. the years and work we've done on ourselves. And he said, uh, you know, that I probably wouldn't recognize him for how he is. And I said, same, like, you you probably wouldn't even like who I was. I was such a shell of who I am now, you know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Me, you know. I think both of us, because this is kind of an example of what you just said. I've known you for since 2007. Like we met. Yeah, when the the youngest started kindergarten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've known you since 2007. And it wasn't until you told me that you got divorced that I had any idea. Like I had, there was that one spat where, you know, he messaged me and said that y'all were. We're done. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) We're done. When y'all were supposed to come over for dinner. But I just took that as, oh, y'all had a fight. And you played it off as, oh, we had a fight. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I knew you that entire time and had no idea because you were putting on such a, a sh- you know, a persona, a mm-hmm. playing a role, I guess. You Absolutely. Know? Yep. And that the more we do these podcasts and the more I find out about the things that were going on the whole time that I actually knew you was good friends with you and carpooling with you that in and of itself, like you just said just then that if you knew me back then, you probably wouldn't have liked me. He would have liked you. But it wasn't you. It was okay, yeah. it was the, it was point, the show that you were putting on. Yeah, he, it w- it wasn't you. Right. Like it, yeah, no, I'm getting that. to know you now. <laughs> like this this part of our relationship where we've come back together. I'm getting to know an entire different Cheryl. Like entirely. We were supposed to make it through an episode <laughs> without crying. Damn you, Vina. <laughs> But it like I'm just now sitting here realizing that that I am getting to know like I always thought you were this happy, wonderful person, but I'm actually getting to know that that was that was a character you were playing because you were actually really sad. And now seeing you happy, like and honestly, even though you're crying right now, (laughs) you don't even you don't even have you noticed that since you've been in a happy, healthy relationship, you don't cry as much. No, you're right. I don't. I mean, maybe more of these happy tears. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get sensitive when we, you know, say things like that. But 
even used to. I mean, good grief. I couldn't say, oh, no, my drink is empty. And Cheryl would be like, my drink is empty, too. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you crying? Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell that you're just getting, you're, you're really, you're flourishing. Like, oh, yeah, that, that shell is off and the true Cheryl is coming out. And I love it. Thank you. I I do feel much different. It's refreshing. And I I feel like I'm getting to know Cheryl, as weird as that sounds. No. Because I I just feel like I lost myself for so long that I'm like, oh, yeah, I did used to like to do this or act like this or be like, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm like rediscovering myself. Yeah. It's been fun. I love it. (laughs) It's fun to witness. I feel like I have a front row seat to something beautiful, so I'm I'm happy. Oh, yeah, I'm happy for you. And it's kind of mutual too because you're you're discovering a new you, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're you've left not left but are practicing the Mormon religion at this moment, and you're just now becoming an empty nester, and so you're entering these new stages of your life and and watching that is like getting to know you again too so kind of goes both ways yes and I'm working on becoming an emotionally strong person I'm a little more resistant than you are but I I am working on that part of me because I really I want to be all these things that we talk about I want them I just need to figure out how to secure them and get them or how to put myself in a situation and where I can get them, I guess. You know what I mean? Yep. So gotcha. I, I'm kind of in limbo right now. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that's so much a part of growth, just that limbo. Like you grow and then you're stagnant for a little while mm-hmm. while you figure out what you're going to grow with next. Then you grow again. That's and, true. You know, I feel it, it's not linear it's just more of there's a lot of plateaus in there that's true I I think I'm in a plateau right now as I'm figuring some new things out some new ways that I need to grow or I need to get stronger in or Mm -hmm. I need to learn to put my foot down with or I need to maybe it's a deep soul search I need to do with myself to figure out what exactly I want you know but but you recognize Mm -hmm. that and I feel like that's huge you you know that that's your next step I've grown Um, enough to recognize that. Yeah. And that's huge because I'm sure just like me, you can remember when next steps weren't even (laughs) like a possibility. Yeah. Just trying to get through the next five minutes with your focus, you know, so. Yeah. Very true. And speaking of on all of this, there's a quote actually that, get back to the cheating thing. Mm -hmm. There's a quote that I found right after my divorce that I really, really, truly fell in love with. And I don't know who originally made it. It's one of those Pinterest things that, mm-hmm. you know, turned into a meme. And it was really cute. And I had it on my phone for a while. But I loved the meaning behind it. And it was, excuse my language. Well, not, not <laughs> what are you, excuse my language. What are you talking to? I literally said fuck the whole every episode a million times. Um, but it, it says, uh, fuck love, question mark. And then it says, no, fuck the person who hurt you. Exactly. And I think that's where we go wrong, both no matter who we are, no matter man, woman, whatever, that's where we go wrong is we go, fuck love. I hate love. I'm never doing this again. It's not for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I suck at it. I'm terrible. You know, I don't want it in my life. It hurts forever alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I loved it because it, it finally made me realize, no, I do want love. And I do want to pursue it. And I do want to keep trying. 
and you know if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't but it's not fuck love it's fuck the person who hurt me right who who doesn't appreciate yeah who doesn't deserve my love and now i'm gonna go find love again so I, I absolutely love that outlook on it and don't give up on love because it's not, it's not love that hurt you. It's the bastard or bitch who hurt you. Right. You know? Right. And if it's love that you have to give and that you want to receive, there's somebody out there that wants that same thing. Yeah. You just got to kiss a lot of toads. You do. You do. And sometimes those toads are really, really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> really terrible people like just from yeah. the depths of their soul just inside and out yeah <laughs> they're never going to turn into princes yeah. ain't no prince in there yeah. and that's okay because you have it's going to hurt and it's going to be nasty and it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth but you're going to grow from those experiences mm-hmm. and you're going to learn a lot about yourself right. from those experiences yeah and if you don't settle then you keep building and you keep building and you get better with every relationship and hopefully you learn sooner than later so you don't have to keep going through a shitty relationship. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you're a slow learner, just keep learning. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. And, yeah, but take a look at your cycle. Step back, take a look yeah. at your cycle, and, and break it. Make make moves and make choices Yes. that don't fall into that same pattern. Right. Yeah, and I feel like that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it is. You know, it, who you choose and why it might be that you choose that same type of person yeah maybe we'll cover that yeah that was a hard lesson for me to learn (laughs) uh yeah yeah you mean i can't fix them all i just want to fix them all yeah (laughs) i have a feeling you and i are going to be very similar (laughs) that topic oh you're a fixer upper (laughs) come on over here But definitely we should be having these conversations early on in relationships. And if you're already in a relationship, break it up and have the conversation now. Yeah. You know, if you're struggling with things, have those conversations now. Yeah. If if they get angry and they're upset and it blows up, then that's a sign too. Red flag. Yeah. (laughs) If you can't talk about these things that we've talked about in this podcast with your significant other, then... That's a huge sign that communication is going to be an issue. Oh, yeah. For sure. Or is an issue. And yeah, that's maybe, true. <laughs> maybe you need, it's time that you approach it. Yeah. And and stop just living with it and dealing with it. Right. Like we did for so long. Yes, don't do that. No. Learn from us. Yeah. Learn from our mistakes. Yep. So we managed to keep it light. We did. Just a few you happy tears. We tried once, but it was happy tears. <laughs> so we hope you all have a good couple of weeks and we will see you next time for episode nine. Definitely check us out on social media. And big episode 10 will be just after that. Oh, yes. Our monumental episodes, we're going to make those fun. So Yeah, we have plans. See y'all later.